Every day we take our lives into our own hands when we consume vitamins and supplements. By not knowing the right ones to take or when, we could be doing a disservice to our health, or even worse, could be endangering it. Welcome to your Daily Dose with Doreen Doucette. Now you have a resource to help you use supplements, vitamins, and natural health more safely and effectively. Here is your host, Doreen Doucette. Good morning and welcome to your Daily Dose. Since COVID-19 has been and is talked about in great lengths on a daily basis and is so prominent in our day-to-day lives now, many of us are using and wearing personal protection equipment when we do our daily outings or shopping of any type. Now, while so many of us are feeling that this is a very safe thing and it's protecting themselves as well as the people around them, one really has to take a close look at this and wonder, Are they being used properly in order to be considered safe? Or are people using it incorrectly and just adding to the spread of germs? Now, thankfully, during my time in my nursing training, I was taught the proper way to use masks and gloves. And these are the more common items that are being used within the general public right at the moment. So when I'm out and about, it truly amazes me of how I see people using these items incorrectly. There are times that it strikes me as funny and I can get a good laugh from it. Sometimes it just plain and out pisses me off. And most times I really have to think to myself that, you know, it is wonderful to see that so many people are wanting and are at least trying to protect themselves as well as the other people around them. But they just haven't been shown how to properly use these items. So sometimes they're doing the best that they can. I want to send out a huge thank you to all of the people who are being thoughtful and considerate to the well-being of the people around you and that you are at least trying. So thank you for that. Now, let's just take a look at how we're using these popular items and let's just see if they're benefiting us or if they're not benefiting us. So one afternoon while I was out doing some errands, um, I was amazed at the, the unfolding of events that happened in front of me. I was in line to pay for some, some of my items, and there was a woman in front of me who was at the counter. So she had one glove on one of her hands, and, and the other glove, the other hand, sorry, was glove-free. So she used her gloved hand to put her items on the counter, Then she searched in her handbag for her wallet, put her wallet on the counter, removed her bank card from it, then used the debit machine. Then again with the gloved hand, she returned the bank card to her wallet and then her wallet into her purse. She pushed her hair from her face. She put her hand in her pocket and took out her car keys. She placed the car keys in her ungloved hand and then again went back to her pocket for another glove with which she then put on her ungloved hand. So again, for a second time, she pushed her hair from her face and tried to put that behind her ear. She did this with her gloved hand. She picked up her items from the counter, continued out to her car, placed the items in the back seat of her car. She then got into the car, started it, and drove away. Now, all the while, she still has her gloves on. So in this, if she had been in contact with the virus, she would have contaminated her purse, her wallet, her bank card, her jacket, her pockets, and then most importantly, her face, because she touched it twice. And then whatever she touched on the inside of her car, she contaminated that as well. 
So what did the gloves really do for her? It's my opinion they gave her a great false sense of security. Now, I've seen so many people that they'll pull their gloves off by the fingertips, the same as you would with a pair of winter gloves, so that they can reuse them at a later time. I've seen many people using hand sanitizer on their gloves and reusing them several times again. They'll take them off, put them in their glove compartment, and then when they go into another store, they'll pull them out and, and they'll use them again. Or, like this lady, they won't even take them off. They just keep them on and go to the, the next store. There are times that I have seen several people also using their normal winter gloves, feeling that they have a bit of protection from their gloves. The one thing is, do not reuse disposable gloves. They're called disposable gloves for a reason, and that reason being is they are intended for a one-time use. As well, many of the disposable gloves will break down with the use of hand sanitizer, and they are so flimsy and they're, they're very thin, so if you do try to pull them off by the fingertips like you would a winter pair of gloves, they're actually going to break. Most health experts will not encourage people to wear gloves because, as what I've already said, they give the wearers a false sense of security and that they don't need to wash their hands. Now, whenever I get into my vehicle, the first thing that I do before I, I go to a store or go anywhere, the first thing that I do is I put my hand sanitizer in a very specific place in the car so that when I get back in it from shopping, the first thing that I can reach for is my hand sanitizer and I use it. I do not use gloves. Um, I feel that I need to wash my hands. I need to use hand sanitizer in between the, the stores that I, that I go to. So for those of you who really still feel the need that you have to have the disposable gloves, I'm not talking about winter gloves. Please don't think that you're getting protection from those. You're not. You really need to find a reliable site online that will show you how to put on and remove the gloves properly, especially removing them. Do not wear your gloves from one store to another and feel that you are being safe. What's happening is you are actually spreading the germs or any germs for that matter because they stay on your hands. And then when you go from one place to another, you're taking the germs from one place into another. You're also taking them into your car. So the next time that you get in your car and you don't have your gloves on, what are you touching? You are touching all of the contaminated places. Visit Doreen's website at dmurphydoucette.com and click the radio tab to purchase your supplement and dosha questionnaire. It will allow you to know your body dosha and what supplements, vitamins, and minerals your body requires at any given time. You'll receive a report by email that gives you all of the required information. You'll learn which foods give you your required supplements, and you have the option to purchase your report in printed book form and have it mailed directly to you. Visit dmurphydoucette.com today. You are listening to your Daily Dose. If you have a question for Doreen Doucette or her guest today, feel free to send an email to Dose at gmail.com. Now, back to your Daily Dose. 
The proper place where your disposable gloves will be most beneficial for you is at home or in your vehicle when you're cleaning either one of these places. Your best protection against germs is going to be your proper hand washing, and when you can't wash your hands, use hand sanitizer and use it often. You need to be aware of your surroundings and what you are and are not touching. Gloves will not protect you or anyone else if you're going to be touching everything, including your face, and not using a proper hand washing or sanitizing techniques. Now, according to the World Health Organization, what they state is wearing gloves in public is generally not effective in preventing the coronavirus, as gloves can still spread the virus from surface to surface, as well as from your hands to you if you touch your face. They say that regularly washing your bare hands offers more protection against catching COVID-19 than wearing gloves. Also, the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention's webpage states about running essential errands does not even mention the use of gloves. So in terms of hands while out and about, the organization advises disinfecting your shopping cart with wipes, avoid touching your face, and using a hand sanitizer. Now another thing that I see often are people that are using both gloves and a mask. Now many times these people are fidgeting with their mask because it's improperly fitted, their glasses are fogging up, or the mask is sliding or moving around on the face and the person is constantly having to adjust it. You're not doing yourself or anyone else any favors by constantly having to adjust that mask with or without your gloves on. You would personally benefit more with having no mask, not touching your face, and keeping within the social distancing guidelines because in many instances, again, a mask does make people feel that they can get closer to another person than what they really should do, and it's just another sense of false security. Now, there's times when I see people using a mask and it's only covering their chin, Literally, it's only covering their chin. So obviously, their breathing has felt obstructed. So what they've done is they've pulled the mask away from their nose and their mouth, and it's left covering only the chin. So when you think about this, really, what is the benefit in only covering your chin? It's absolutely nothing. It's the same as having the mask only covering the mouth and not the nose. So, and I've seen that very often as well. So you're really not protecting anyone, including yourself, if you feel that this mask is part of your personal protection. You really need to remember, the cloth mask is meant to protect other people in case you are infected. So in this case, with, the, with only the chin being covered, you're protecting absolutely no one. You're better off having no mask, again, any type of face covering, whether it be of cloth or the disposable type with the metal nose band, it really needs to be properly fit to the face prior to entering any area. Now, when I'm talking properly fit, I'm meaning that it's going to be covering both the mouth and the nose, and it's close fitting to the face, and it's comfortable enough that you'll not have to be adjusting it. If it's not properly fit, it's going to encourage the touching of the mask and most times the face. 
to reposition or adjust the mask, thus contaminating you by having to touch your face in multiple areas in multiple times. Now let's look at how to properly clean your face mask. The Center for Disease Control recommends using a washing machine to clean your face mask. What you need to do is you need to throw the mask in on your hottest setting in your washer with the regular laundry detergent. Now if your mask has elastic bands, then you need to let it air dry and then you can iron it. If the ties are made of cloth, then you can use the dryer because it's not going to damage it. If you can't use a machine wash, then you should thoroughly wash your, your mask by hand. Um, you're going to need to use some laundry detergent and then what you should do is you should soak it in boiling water for about five minutes. Again, let it air dry and then you can iron it. The most important step in this process is sanitizing everything after you wash your, your mask. So what you're going to need to do is you have to wash your hands, you have to sanitize the sink that you've washed your mask in, and whatever you soaked your mask in afterwards, you're going to need to thoroughly clean that. Once your mask is clean and dry, what you should do is you should store it in a clean, sealed plastic bag until you're ready to wear it again. So keep it somewhere close by, but make sure that it's, it's not going to get contaminated by anything in your household or by any other person who's going to be touching it. Also, you need to keep in mind, microwaving a, a fabric face mask is not going to sanitize it properly nor will using a UV light. What you need to do is you really need to get in there with that mask and you have to wash it at a high temperature and make sure that you use soap. There are some people who like to add essential oils to the wash cycle. And if you do this, um, our aromatherapist Jane Lawson from the UK, I spoke with her earlier, and what she recommends is two to three drops of thyme essential oil and you can add this to your laundry detergent. And this is, this is very good for if there's germs, which is what we're looking to get rid of are the germs. And there's really no need to worry about any contraindications when using the essential oil in this manner. So that's a good thing to know. One thing you don't want to use is you do not want to use a bleach in the wash with a, with a face mask because what happens is the bleach can actually break down some of the cloth fibers and the material that your mask is made from. So if you look online, um, there are many good places to find the proper materials to use if you want to make your own mask. As well, there are many good areas to get a, a good mask pattern so that you can make an effective public mask. Please remember, the N95 and the medical masks are really required by our frontline workers and not the general public. We don't really need something this high quality to be going out and doing our shopping with, okay? So please leave these particular PPEs for those who are caring for the ill and our frontline workers because they desperately need these. Now, how often should you wash a face mask? Well, you need to wash it every time you wear it, okay? So the people who are going out and they are using a, a disposable face mask and they get back to their car and they take it off and they put it in their glove compartment, that is not the proper thing to do. 
we're going to talk about the disposable ones but right now the cloth face mask even if you go back to your car after you have finished your shopping don't take that mask off and put it in your glove compartment and think that it's going to be safe to use the next time you go out because it is not so what you should do as soon as you get in from being outside or from doing your shopping or wherever you've had to wear your mask at Put the mask directly into your sink or your washing machine, okay? If you can't do that right away, what you should do is you should seal that mask into a plastic bag until you can get it laundered or until you can get it washed at your own convenience. It's very important that you not let this mask touch your eyes, your nose, or your mouth while you're taking it off, just in case it's been contaminated. So this means being extremely careful when removing it and then properly wash your hands immediately after removing your mask. The disposable face mask, such as the type that you can purchase at your hardware stores that are most often, to, often referred to as a, a dust mask, now they can't be sterilized or reused. They are intended only for single use and they must be properly removed again you can't be touching the front of the mask when you remove it. What you need to do is usually they have the elastic ear straps and you put them over your ear. So what you need to do is you need to go to the back of the ear, grab on the elastic strap from behind, pull it over your ear, remove it from your face, and then immediately dispose of them properly. Again, as soon as you've done this, you must wash your hands immediately after doing this. Now, every time that I reiterate that one must properly dispose of these items, I'm talking about a disposal into a proper garbage receptacle. Way too often, we are seeing so many gloves and masks that people have chosen to just discard along the roadside. This is not the proper place for these used items. Please, Stop randomly discarding them and place them into proper garbage receptacles for pickup. We need to have respect for our area and our surroundings and we need to keep our surroundings clean. Right now, I'm going to take a break and when I return, I'm going to give a recipe that's easy to make for the back pain that people are experiencing from all of this year's gardening. Let's get into a much better subject on gardening. Be right back. Visit Doreen's website at dmurphydoucette.com and click the radio tab to purchase your supplement and dosha questionnaire. It will allow you to know your body dosha and what supplements, vitamins, and minerals your body requires at any given time. You'll receive a report by email that gives you all of the required information. You'll learn which foods give you your required supplements, and you have the option to purchase your report in printed book form and have it mailed directly to you. Visit dmurphydoucette.com today. You are listening to your Daily Dose. If you have a question for Doreen Doucette or her guest today, feel free to send an email to DoreensDailyDose at gmail.com. Now, back to your Daily Dose. And welcome back again. On a much brighter note, 
So many people have been enjoying the outdoors and have been experienced the benefits of planting their own gardens with our weather getting better and not a lot else to do with the self-isolation. So what's better to do than get out and really experience the planting of your own garden? I've been listening to so many people who've been talking about their newly found gardening experiences and along with that many of you are enjoying the aches and pains of said gardening and you're noticing these pains and aches right in your back. So here's an easy natural remedy that you can make right in your own kitchen in only a few minutes and it's going to help to relieve the aches and pains so that you can get out the next day and right back into the garden. What you're going to need is about 8 ounces of oil and you're best to use an olive oil or almond or grapeseed oil. You're also going to need about 3 tablespoons of cayenne pepper. Now, if you have beeswax and you want to make this into a salve, you're going to need about 1 ounce of the beeswax. What you're going to do is you're going to place the ingredients into a heat-proof glass or metal bowl and you're going to place that bowl over a saucepan that's going to contain about one inch of water and this is going to create a double boiler. You want to bring the water in the pot to a simmer on low and the steam from the simmering water is going to allow for the cayenne to infuse quickly into your oil. Now if you've added the beeswax, your beeswax is going to melt in the bowl and once the wax has melted what you can do is you can stir everything together and then pour it out into a jar to let it cool. Now once it's cooled and in the form of a salve, it's ready to use on those achy backs and it's even good for a lot of sore joints if you have any. Now if you've only used the oil, what you can do is you can let the mixture cool and you can continue to infuse the cayenne into this oil for a day or two. What it's going to do is it's going to make it become stronger in potency. After a day or two, what you can do is filter the oil and apply that to your achy areas for a quick, natural relief of pain. You can store this in a jar and it's going to last for quite a long time. Hopefully, you will be able to enjoy this. Um, hopefully, it's going to relieve any aches and pains and then it's going to get you right back into the outdoors and into your garden so that in the fall or late summer you're going to be able to get out there and you're going to be able to enjoy what you have done this spring. Now this wraps up this episode of Your Daily Dose. I'm going to encourage you to send in any messages or questions that you have or possibly any requests for future shows to DoreensDailyDose at gmail.com. I want to thank everyone for listening. I look forward to next week and please, everyone, stay well and stay safe. Thank you for joining us for your daily dose. Be sure to tune in again next week on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel for another edition with your host, Doreen Doucette. We'll see you then.